I can try to be your friend, but I can't be your fuck buddy. Sex means nothing for you except a release and fulfilling a merely physical void. My soul is connected and shared via sex. I don't have the ability nor desire to reduce my power in essence to a mere flesh experience. I don't need a nigga in that capacity. That's what porn and bullets are for. The giving of body and soul is to be shared with those of a common goal and appreciation. It's a gift. If you want to fuck with no accountability, go pay a hoe for that. This is exactly why we have the lyrics of City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion, Saweetie, and the like. And though men complain, that's all they really want. They want you to be the dumping ground for their thoughts, feelings, needs, etc. And want to be able to fuck you too. But in return, they don't want to be accountable or responsible for anything that comes from you as a result. Hell, they don't even want to hear about it or know it exists. Ideally, they'd like to have a therapist that they can also fuck. The therapist's job is to listen and get to know them deeply so they can help them find their way. But see, they got to pay their therapist for that shit. But pay you? Nah, they ain't trying to do that. They'll be tricking in. And niggas ain't trying to feel like no trick. So what to do, you ask? Let their asses pay these therapists and them hoes that they love to hate so much. Because you, goddess, cannot and will not give your essence and power to someone undeserving and frivolous. Hi, welcome to another episode of Poetry and Conversations, the podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Sade, and the piece that you just heard um, coming in was entitled Supreme Goddess. And um, as I stated before in the first episode of the podcast, this series, um, I wrote the series a while ago, and it was all like, you know, inspired by this like one incident that spewed all of these different pieces at once. And so this is the third, the second installment, it's the second installment of the series, third episode, but the second installment of the series. And there's many different themes in this piece, right? Um, as with them all. And <laughs> I know it's a lot. I know that the language can be like, oh, girl, a bit much at times. But hey, it is what it is. When I write and I'm inspired to write, I just write it how I hear it. I write it how it is right then and there. And I don't edit the pen. Right. Like I don't edit the pen because it, it was the truth. It was the truth for me at that time. And so I just let the pen do what it's supposed to do. And here we are. So a few things that I wanted to highlight in this piece. It's so interesting because when I hear them back, I'm like, oh, girl, I, I remember the space that I was in when I wrote it. So I, I listened to it back and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But one of the things like one of the main things that stuck out to me in this piece was respect is better than access. I'll repeat that. This is the main theme that I got from this piece, which is respect is better than access. And, you know, clearly in this piece, um, there's a desire there to want to be with a person, but it's not you know, it's not being fulfilled in the way in which she wants it to be fulfilled or feels it should be fulfilled or valued. And out of respect, you know, you would rather someone respect you for who you are and where you stand 
and all that rather than to not respect you but still have access to you. And sometimes it's a very difficult thing to do. It can be very challenging because you want the access and you want to give the access, but at what cost, right? At what cost do you want to have the access be granted? And above all, and I think we all know this, respect is the most important thing. If you have respect for yourself, ultimately respect with others in the relationships that you have, then there, the possibility for access may be there later. But if you don't respect yourself enough um, to kind of close off that access, if that's what's needed, then you don't set the tone or the foundation for any positive um, outcome in the future. Another thing that, you know, kind of correlates with this and piggybacks with it is like gifting someone with your absence, <laughs> you know? I've spoken with many women before, and as I said before, I am a woman. I am a black woman, speaking from a black woman's experience, my experience. I'm sure that there are many other experiences, but I'm speaking of my experience to black men. And, you know, what is commonplace sometimes is that, and there's many songs about it. Janet Jackson wrote a song about it. Many people do, like, you don't know what you got till it's gone, <laughs> right? Um, I remember talking to a friend of mine and it's like men have this thing where it's like it's a timing thing for them. And when they are when the timing is right and they feel like they want to be all they can be and give a woman everything that they know she deserves and, you know, be that person to be either in a committed relationship or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's all about timing for them and whoever the hell they are with at the time that they've made the decision, that's who they ass end up with. Not the one who they love the most, not the one who they had the best time with, not the one who was they ride or die and held it down for them, not the one who was able to sit there and, and take in all their shit and take them for who they were at the core and love their ass anyway. Not the one, not none of that. Who right here, right now? Oh, you? You fucking with me right now? We we cool? I'm ready to be in a relationship. Want to do it? Boom. Let's go. That's how the shit be happening. It's wild as shit to me and some of my girlfriends because we don't really understand it or gripe it. Because see what a woman would typically do. And please, ladies, chime in on social, text, email, bird call, whatever. What women typically do is if a woman's not ready for a relationship, for whatever reason, if a woman's not ready for a relationship, she doesn't want want to be in a relationship, she just got out of one, whatever the case is. A woman's not in a relationship and she's not trying to be in a relationship right now. When she does decide that she's ready for a relationship, what a woman will typically do, especially if she has been talking to multiple people for those women who date multiple men at the same time or whatever, or have people in their back pocket, whatever the case is, When a woman decides that she's ready to be in a relationship, she starts to scan her options. She starts to think and be like, okay, I'm ready to be in a committed relationship. Who do I have that are viable candidates for a relationship? Boom, I got A, I got him over here. He likes to have fun. He blase, 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 but he ain't got no job and you know, he just good for good dick. All right, maybe not him. Okay, then I have B, this person. He's a career professional. He's well-established. 
He's cool, but he's arrogant as hell. Um, I don't really know if I want to deal with that. Okay, then we have this one. He's cool. We have fun. We get along. We have a great conversation. The sex is good. He's the, the settling type. Let's see that. You know, my point is, we start looking for who's the best option, whether it be for someone who we were currently dealing with or someone who we've dealt with in some capacity before or if it's someone that is a new possibility for us, we weigh the options and we pick the best option. And then that's who we try to pursue the relationship with. So our pursuing of a relationship as a woman, typically, I know there's always exceptions, but typically our approach to getting into a relationship is who is the best option? Men's typical approach is who they are right now when I'm ready to do it. And that is something that just baffles me. And then what happens sometimes, most times is they do that. They get with these people. And then when it starts going south, then they start thinking about the chick who was the one who they probably really should have been with, who they really liked, who they really da 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 da, that you didn't choose when you had her because it just quote unquote wasn't the time. And then when it was the time, you didn't think to pick up the phone and call that person when you were ready to be in a relationship. You just took what was face value sitting in front of you and say, hey, let's go, you know? So gifting someone with your absence is one of those things where, like I said, the, the the easiest correlation I can make to it is Janet Jackson's you don't know what you got till it's gone. And that's just so unfortunate. Like, why do we have to do that? Like, why do we have to have hindsight and be like, damn, that should have been it or that would have been or that could have been like, like, why? Like, why is the leap of faith at the time not warranted Or if you don't want to take the leap of faith because that's just not where you are in life and that's okay. When you do get to that place, can we like do a little reflection when we get to that space instead of just being so like in the moment? I don't know why it's difficult, you know, for most men to not see past what's right in front of them, you know. And of course, sometimes you have those rare instances where timing works out and this person gets to a place where they're ready and then this person they just happen to reconnect at that time and and that sometimes happens it's you know it's fewer and far further in between but it does happen sometimes but just being more intentional about what we're doing and, and like appreciating what you have when you do have it and not be so careless and so frivolous and so like nonchalant about it because it is you know, yeah, it's life and you have these experiences and some people feel like, well, what is is going to be and what ain't ain't and all that. But there's a lot of things that we as humans, <clears throat> excuse me, do to kind of provoke these situations, you know, like it's not just haphazardly happening on its own. We are intentionally making choices that will affect the outcomes that we have. So these outcomes aren't just happening. We're making active choices to contribute to those things. So gifting someone with your absence, if they don't appreciate you, if they can't see the value in you, or they don't, um, you know, either they don't respect it enough, or they, they don't see it, or they don't, you know, whatever, you know, gifting them with your absence is something that is something you should do for you, right? It's something to not be not to, to not betray yourself. So this piece spoke a lot about that. And it's and it's a thing about either you know, making men give you what you deserve and what you give them or walking away from them. You know, like 
allowing them to be reduced to the level that they perform with you. Some people say I'm giving the same energy. I have a girlfriend. She says it all the time. Like I'm matching energy. What you give me is what I'm going to give you. If you give me a little, Hey, hi, hi, bye. And that's it. Then that's what I'm going to give you. If you want to give me time, energy and effort, then that's what I'm going to give you. If you, you know, and some people have that match energy, you know, type of persona. I don't know if I a hundred percent subscribe to that because it really depends on, You know, who are you as a person? Like, how do you like to give? Like, how do you like to show up? And is it more harmful or hurtful or more stressful or takes more out of you to match energy with somebody if that ain't the type of energy that you on and that you want? Right. Like if you want a certain frequency, you want a certain energy from somebody and that person not giving you that energy is it easier for you to match the energy? Well, I'm just going to give you what you give me or you still give them what you give and what you would want and just accept whatever they you know give you in return. Or you recognize that for whatever reason in this paradigm, in this space and time, they can't match your energy. So you just walk away. Right. And that's what this piece is talking about is take, talking about taking your power back right like taking the power out of someone else's hands giving it back to yourself and saying listen I'm not gonna allow you to get what you want from me emotionally and physically but not be with me is essentially what it's saying I know I use the the analogy about the therapist that they can fuck right because Sometimes, you know, there have been times where I've seen and experienced where, you know, people will want this level of intimacy and connection um, with you, but they don't want to have any type of accountability. You know what I mean? And it, and it can get a, it can be a very slippery slope and a very murky type of situation because it still lends itself to a little bit of what was spoken about in the previous piece, which is understandably so seeing as this is a series and they were all written back to back to back to back to back about the same incident that, um, you know, having a relationship level and a, a committed relationship level of intimacy without having that actual committed relationship. And that's what things kind of get kind of get murky and it you know and it can lend itself to one or both people getting hurt you know and you know the whole city girl sweetie meg the stallion thing you know they whole motto is fuck these niggas i'm about to get this money and if you ain't trying to pay me i ain't fooling with you and da 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 and you know, men will say all the time that that ain't what they looking for. They don't like that. But for some reason, there's something about that. And I don't know if it's the thrill of the chase or them feeling like, you know, I want to prove that I can get you type of thing that they kind of like go for that. You know what I'm saying? Like they kind of they kind of go for that. And in a lack of a better word, take for granted you know, what's already there for them, the, the, the solid, grounded person, the person that feels comfortable, the person that feels more like home, the person that really has their best interests at heart, the person who's really there 
and wants to be there for them in the way that they want to be needed. But for whatever reason, they just will not do it. They would still rather go and get the fun girl, you know? And um, it's a very interesting topic. I mean, when I listened to the piece, I um, I had many different conflicting thoughts about it, you know? I, I really, really did. I mean, there are some people who literally sex is just sex to them. It It has no, you know intimate attachment at all it has no type of soul connection with them at all it is merely a physical act nothing else a release that's it nothing and I and I'm speaking of even women that I know who have expressed this as well not just men I know women who've expressed this as well my brain don't work like that I mean I, I I hear it I understand it I still love and appreciate these these people you know, and I, I don't judge them or anything like that. I, I just can't relate, right? Like, I just can't compute it in my mind that sex is just sex and it's nothing else. And, like, I'm just getting off and I want my business and I don't care anything about you. I don't think about you. You ain't, like, no. Th- that, th- that just doesn't work for me and for a, a lot of the women that I know. Most women that I know, there has to be some type of mental, emotional, spiritual connection to this person that you have in order to be able to give yourself to this person and share this gift and this experience and your essence and your power and you to share this with this person because if that is not there, then it's like desert. Like if they're not mentally, emotionally stimulated and all that, then it's like a it's a Sahara Desert down there. It ain't even happening. Like just the fact of, oh, let me just call so-and-so up because I'm just trying to da-da-da and that's it and I don't care nothing about them. I don't think about it. Like, I get that that exists. I'm aware, you know, and I've even had times I'm like, well, damn, can I, can I think like y'all, can I just be the dipping and doing it type and the not caring and the no feelings attached and oh, zero fucks and I ain't catch me out my feelings. I cannot, can, girl, how, how sway, how, <laughs> you know, because I personally, I'm just not that girl. And I mean, I'm figuring out and finding out more and more that they exist. I mean, I know many men feel like that. I don't know if that's just a part of their genetic makeup or what. But that's been something that's very prominent, that men kind of feel that way. But to know now that there are so many women who kind of have this detachment with sex um, is something that I'm very interested in hearing more about and why. Is it a true detachment where you honestly just don't compute sex and intimacy and emotions and connection in your brain like it's like literally like a connector that's not there for you and it's merely just like a primal animalistic act of fleshly need or is this some kind of conditioning and defense mechanism or a way of handling you know trauma or handling um rejection or whatever is this is this, is this some type of defense and coping mechanism or is this is really just how your brain is wired and has always been wired i'm very very intrigued to kind of know like i would love for um especially my women cuz men like i said i mean they can come in too i always welcome both perspectives i love hearing everyone's perspectives but mostly for women i'm really interested in hearing from the women who do subscribe to the 
sex is just sex it has nothing to do with anything else they don't connect it to any type of feeling or emotion or anything like it's nothing like it's just simply an act to get off and go on about your business you don't give a damn about him nothing no feelings like i'm very interested to hear from women who who relate to that who subscribe to that that that's their reality like i'm very intrigued and i really want to hear their perspective because it's unfamiliar to me. I've I've begun hearing it more, but it's definitely something that is like new. It's very new to me and I'm very intrigued and I want to know um how their how their brain works, you know? So that was, you know, Supreme Goddess. Um that's for my ladies for you to know like who you are and for those who do connect sex with emotions and feelings and soul connections and you know, it's more than just Oh, the act of sex, it really means something to you to give yourself to a person. For those of you, that piece was for you. That piece was for you in the sense that if you are giving yourself to someone who doesn't value you in that same space, who only values what you do for them or what it means to them and not in return, then they don't deserve not have that access unless it is appreciated, it's warranted, and it is reciprocated. So that was episode three. Let me know what you guys think. I'm very interested um, in it. Again, you can hit me up on social. Our handle is at Poetry and Conversations. You can tag at Poetry and Conversations. You can leave a comment on our page, DMs, whatever. Our email is um, poetryandconversations at gmail.com. You can send us emails there. I would love to hear the feedback, men and women. Like, this is a space, there is absolutely no judgment here. How you feel is how you feel. Like, let's talk about it. Let's figure these things out. Let's have dialogue. And some things we won't figure out. We'll just have dialogue and have, you know, a more a broader perspective on it. And then we can take those tidbits and use them as we move forward in our day-to-day lives and relationships. So hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, peace. <laughs>